0: White Sox fans, and welcome into a winning edition of Sox on Tap. I'm Johnny Nani, joined tonight by Tony Marchese. We are breaking down a White Sox 8-1 bounce-back win over the Pirates in Pittsburgh. Before we get into the specifics of the game, make sure you go going to ontapsportsnet.com for all your Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. Following us on Twitter, at Sox on Tap and at ontapsportsnet. So, Tony, uh, much better result than uh, night one in Pittsburgh. I am
1: happy, Johnny, to see the White Sox bounce back in the fashion that they did today. Yesterday's game, uh, not exactly uh, pleasant to watch at the end, but tonight, a totally different story. Um, This was just domination. This is
0: more of what we're used to seeing this ball club do, Johnny. Yeah, absolutely, Tony. Um, I think we expected this in both games. Um, you know, just kind of how they were rolling over a team like the Kansas City Royals over the weekend. And you felt that would have continued um, because they have been in. That's, you know, a credit to the White Sox. They have taken care of you, and we have talked about it multiple times taking care of the teams that are worse than you, that you should beat, Um, they've done a very good job of that this year. They let one slip on Tuesday night, but once again, like I mentioned, eight, one bounce back win tonight. Um, so that is a good feeling going into an off day tomorrow and then a weekend series against another, uh, team that you should take care of in the Detroit Tigers. So, um, Let's get into our initial thoughts uh, with this one, Tony. My big one was uh, Yoan Mancata looking much better tonight, a little more energetic, um, a little more pep in his step. And obviously the bat uh, produced as well. He had two hits um, and, and got um, around third scoring from second on the uh, Yasmani Grandal single in the fourth. And he also had a double that he smoked pretty hard uh, in the sixth inning. So that was my uh, biggest initial thought. Um, let's get yours before we uh, go into kind of play-by-play stuff here.
1: Yeah, uh, initial thoughts for me, and I like that you bring up uh, Moncada looking much better. Uh, initial thoughts from me, uh, Dane Dunning uh, just continues to impress me. Each time this kid takes the mound, um, you're getting quality starts out of this kid. Um, really stepping up for the White Sox in a, in a spot where you know heading into this year Johnny I didn't expect Dane Dunning to be a major piece to this rotation I don't know if he's really a major piece right now but he's starting to feel like it um tons of confidence from this kid on the mound um you know it, it, we had talked uh, a ton about does Dane Dunning actually exist <laughs> Johnny and uh it 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 looks like he does actually exist and he's Done just as well as any of these other White Sox pitchers who have taken the mound this year. I think this kid is well on his way to being potentially a solid number three option in this rotation. Um, I, I love that he went six innings today. Uh, he just doesn't seem to give up a lot of hits. Um, he misses bats somewhat frequently. I know today only three strikeouts, but another very impressive start from Dane Dunning. And I think he has earned himself a spot in this rotation. Um, I think he did it before tonight, but. He definitely has a spot in this
0: rotation going forward, and he's going to be a big piece down the stretch here for the Sox very good point Tony Um, him stepping up is huge for this White Sox team because I am in the same boat with you I don't know I expected him to see him at some point this year but I thought that could have just kind of been getting his toes wet in the league here um, for the 2020 season especially with it being shortened and him coming back from Tommy John uh, you know quick ramp up time with only like the couple weeks summer camp that happened before not a full spring training uh, to really stretch it out but um, very pleasantly surprised uh, with the contributions that he's made and I saw a tweet um, I forget exactly who was from um as i was manning the socks on tap twitter account tonight just kind of scrolling through um after you know dunning uh his night came to an end and it said you know dunning is the number three right now and there's no question about it i thought that was an interesting take i don't know if i'd annoy it there but it just tells you the kind of confidence um that people have in him right now um, because he has been much more effective than options that someone that's down in Charlotte, or excuse me, I keep saying Charlotte, uh, Schaumburg uh, with Reynaldo Lopez now. So um, very nice, pleasant surprise uh, with Dane Dunning. Let's start with him when we're getting into this box score breakdown here. Uh, He went six innings, three hits, uh, no earned runs, one walk, and three strikeouts tonight. Uh, That leaves his ERA at 270 for the season. You, You can't ask for much better than that, Tony, from a rookie pitcher. No, you can't. And, you know, just looking back here at
1: the White Sox prospects who have come up to the big leagues that are starting pitchers, you've got Michael Kopech, obviously, you've got Lucas Giolito, Reynaldo Lopez, um, Dylan Cease, and now Dane Dunning. Uh, Out of all of them, I really think that Dane Dunning might have the most impressive start uh, in his first three starts to his big league career out of all those guys. And for someone I know he's, he's had a pretty good pedigree. I mean, he was, he was drafted fairly high, um, was a top hundred prospect. uh, But, you know, goes through Tommy John, just really under the radar in terms of big white Sox prospect names. And you see what he's able to do so far in the big leagues. It's just been, it's just been so impressive. And I know, uh, like I said a little bit earlier, uh, only three strikeouts tonight, but the one walk. I mean, this guy—he's he, just—he's not walking a lot of batters, and I think that that's really impressive. The command is there. Um, you know, he doesn't have as sexy of stuff as Michael Kopech or, or Dylan Cease with the with the high-powered fastball or the massive hammer curve. But he's just—he's there, and he throws a lot of strikes. He gets the ball over the plate. Doesn't give up a lot of hits. Doesn't walk a lot of batters. That's just. He's a solid starting pitcher. I don't think he's going to be an ace. Um you know, you know he doesn't even have that great changeup like Lucas Giolito does, but he's just he just has that good stuff and he's able to pitch around people and get outs. And I think that, you know, granted, you know, we're talking about a Pittsburgh Pirates team, not the greatest offense in the world, um uh, but you know, he's he's getting the job done in the big leagues and that's all you can ask for, man.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You got to go out there and pitch against, no matter who it is uh, that you're up against. And just going back to the stuff uh, point that I wanted to make. Beyond that, um, I agree that it's not as you know top of the line or high grade, however um, any prospect page would uh, phrase it there. But that slider is nice. It's a nice wipeout pitch. Um, they were showing some uh, percentages on you know, what he uses to get outs there, and the slider was very high up there. And then um, he had a, one of his strikeouts, one of the three tonight. Um, it was a very nice changeup, too. So I was uh, glad to see him use that, um, just tailing away from a left-handed hitter, making him go and chase, and didn't even have a chance on it. Yeah. So, um, Really solid outing from Dane Dunning, uh, the best he's had so far. Certainly uh, going six, nice to see the inning stretch out a little bit too and help out the bullpen uh, because that will be huge down the stretch. So um, let's get into the runs, Tony. Let's get into some fun stuff here. Obviously, it's mm-hmm. fun talking and seeing Dane Dunning do well, but um, the offense is where the fireworks happen, and there were plenty of them tonight. Uh, James McCann getting the party started with a solo shot in the third inning to center field. Love to see that with him back in the lineup. You yeah, Osmani Grandal with an RBI single in the fourth. Um, McCann hit a sack fly, make it 3-0. And then uh, Nick Madrigal, a big opportunistic spot there um, in the fifth with the two-out, two-strike, two-RBI single to make it 5-0 sack. So um, there's more runs that come after this, but uh, from any of those, let's hear what you have to say.
1: Uh, really good to see Nick Madrigal uh, with that uh, two-RBI single uh, just making up for some blunders last night, and not all of them, I don't think, were exactly his fault. But uh, nice to see him back in the lineup and just getting some stuff done. I know you're part of the free Mendick movement, and I am as well, <laughs> uh, somewhat to this point, because uh, I think Danny Mendic has has really earned a spot here. And we, we talked about this a little bit on the show uh, when it was uh, approaching time for Nick Madrigal to return from his injury and whether or not you hand that starting spot back to Madrigal. And and so far, I feel like we've seen it kind of handed back to him. And uh, I would like to see Mendick get a few more at-bats, even if it's in right field for, uh, I'm not even going to say the guy's fucking name. Uh, you know, it's, it's been good to see Madrigal, though, uh, just hitting the ball the way he knows how to. He's been excellent on on two strikes, uh, putting the ball in play. I think uh, all the stuff that we've read or, or watched uh, from Nick Madrigal through the minors and even in college, um, the game is, is translating the, exactly the way that we would have expected it to uh, on a pretty high end. Uh, so good seeing that. Also, uh, James McCann, uh, you, we were texting with Andrew Kinsler before um, before this game ended, and uh, I've been in the re-sign McCann camp, and I know if you go and talk to our guy Steve, he's going to tell you that ain't going to fucking happen. Um, I know you're probably in that that camp of it ain't gonna fucking happen, but I, I would just love to see this guy back on the south side because he just he he gets the job done. He's one of those guys that you know has kind of come out of nowhere over the last two years and and really excelled since the coming to the White Sox. And Johnny, that's not something that we're used to. Uh, we're used to guys coming over here and struggling. Uh, it, see yonder Alonzo. <laughs> see yes, you know, just you can you can pick a name out of a hat and, and find it out who that is, but from a free agent signing standpoint, uh, James McCann has been one of the best signings that the White Sox have, have made um, in God knows how, how long, uh, but you know, him, the, the way he's hitting this year, he deserves a spot in an everyday lineup. And I think we both uh, both agree that uh, he can, he can be a starter on almost any baseball team in the major leagues. Uh, but also his, his counterpart, Maty Grandal who's been heating up a little bit I don't know uh, what's going on with his his defensive play the last two days but uh, you know he, he made up for it in the fourth inning uh, with that RBI single there so you know the offense uh, you look at these names that get it done uh, from the third through the fourth inning and uh, I mean I guess you could put Grandal in that camp but it didn't come from from the bigger names these are what I would call more more of your role guys getting the job done and that's what you like to see. Because, it, you know, if, if Jose Abreu is not putting him out of the yard and you're manufacturing some runs in other ways, uh, whether that be via the long ball or getting it done with, uh, with the bases loaded um, and guys that are a little bit lower in the order, uh, it makes up for a dangerous day. and That's how you score
0: eight runs. Yeah, absolutely. All great points by you there. Um, a couple that I had to touch back on. Yes, you had mentioned the free Mendic thing, and I was part of that movement. Yeah, I put out a tweet today um, when I saw that Nick Madrigal is starting at second base. I thought this would have been the perfect opportunity to give him one game reprimand um, for the mm-hmm. egregious base running mistakes last night. But, you know, that comes from me. Uh, you know me, I'm a hockey guy. Uh, what happens when guys, you know, dump the puck in just short of center ice or uh, are lazy on the forecheck? They get benched for periods at a time uh we've seen it with the hawks, so uh, that's where my school of discipline comes from a What's, little bit so that that's a little bit of a basis for that i want I want to double down on that.
1: Renteria was a bench you kind of guy a few mm-hmm. years back, and we have seen that completely disappear Johnny.
0: Yeah, I'm not saying, you know, it's not, and obviously he proved me wrong, and I'm glad he did, in the uh, best way to get back into my good graces be opportunistic, and that's exactly what he did, um, like I mentioned, with that two RBI single uh, in the fourth inning here. So another point that you made there about McCann, obviously great to see him mashing, and absolutely has earned a starting job somewhere. Um, that's just my biggest reasoning why I would be in the camp of no fucking way it's happening that he's coming back to the South side. Uh, someone will, um, make him their number one catcher behind the plate, but that's a discussion. We can have all those discussions in the offseason and further extended drawn out episodes. Uh, let's get back on track here. Um, because we only got up to the fourth inning there where the white Sox are up five Oh, uh, in the sixth, McCann, another one, absolute, no doubt, or two run shot to left. Um, that made it seven Oh white Sox. And then yoan Moncada, uh, delivering with an RBI single, uh, to make it eight Oh good guys. Um, in the top of the six and then uh the pirates only run came in the eighth uh, a couple of walks in there by Gio gonzalez oh. Um, and then uh, Polanco reached on a catcher's interference, allowing JT Riddle to score. Uh, so that's how this one became eight to one. Uh, that was it. That was the ball game here. So um, beyond the lineup, there uh, we kind of went through everyone. Uh, just while we're looking at the box score here, a hit from every single guy in the lineup, and Yoan Moncada and James McCann both registering two tonight. So you absolutely love to see that. Um, it's nice yeah, when it's things cool spread out like that, and everybody's contributing. Um, and then you feel like you have a contagious offense there. So um, I, I really like seeing that. Another thing was Jose Abreu. Um, it, it was close. It was initially called out, but it was reviewed and they got it right uh, because he did beat that uh, you know, single to, that was to second base, kind of a slow uh, deflected ball there. Um, but he did end up beating that, so that extends his hitting streak to 22 games. Um, those were my takeaways here uh, offensively. Um, other than that, just for looking at the bullpen, nice to give those guys a little bit of rest. Yo Gonzalez, who was just activated uh, before yesterday's game, He comes in, throws two, one hit, um, one run. It was unearned, uh, three walks, two strikeouts in his two innings of work. And then Steve Ciszek throws a clean ninth inning uh, minus a walk uh, to close this one down here. So um, uh, other thoughts from this one before uh, we move on to the weekend. Don't have too much else here, Johnny. It was just good to see the White
1: Sox get back in the win column after whatever collapse that was yesterday. Um, I don't know if it was... uh, my fault. I didn't watch the game in the garage like I normally do. And uh, I was back in the garage tonight. So uh, it's only uh, crazy if it doesn't work, but um, you know, it, it's just, it's, it's good to see the Sox beat the teams that they should. Um, and I, I know a lot of people were, were pretty disappointed uh, last night as, as I was, Um just because you in a shortened season, and and even not in a short season, you want to see this team uh, beat the teams that they should, um, and the Pirates are definitely in that camp. Um, you know, f- final takeaways from this one: uh, it's good to see the White Sox really avoid losing streaks, and they've done a really good job of that. Uh, just putting up eight runs uh, a day after a tough loss—that uh, that's a that's a good sign. Uh, you, you can't afford to do, uh, anything in the, uh, in the losing streak type column in the playoffs and they avoided that today. So, uh, obviously the quality of opponents going to be a little bit different, but good to see this team bounce back, put a ton of runs up on the board, uh, and, and just continue to pour it on in that run differential, Johnny. It's, it's, uh, it's pretty nice to watch.
0: Absolutely. love to be in the green there in the run differential. Um, I, I like your point a lot about the, uh, you know, not letting these things become losing streaks. Um, they lost before losing consecutive games against the twins to close out that series when they were in Minneapolis a couple of weeks ago. Um, the only time they had lost the, or actually, excuse me, the last time they had lost back-to-back games before that was that double header, um, against the Cardinals. And that's kind of where the whole season flipped with that Sunday game when they finally, um, you know, broke through and had those, uh, four consecutive home runs there. So, um, yes, definitely a, a quality that we're not used to watching in a white Sox team, avoiding losing streaks. So, um, that does it for tonight's game. Once again, an eight to one white Sox winner over the pirates in Pittsburgh. Um, w- one fun stuff, uh, category here before we move on to the news and next game preview tony um is that when Gio gonzalez came into the game um the pirates were complaining about his grayish that they would call it more charcoal glove um that he had um saying that it was distracting i just thought that was hilarious and i tweeted out from socks on tap i said um what are they gonna do next take away eloy's red batting gloves because they're too powerful like I, I don't know that seemed uh pretty gimmicky to me
1: yeah i didn't quite understand that one i am aware of the rule um the the pitcher's mitt cannot be like close to the shade of the baseball for whatever reason um and i can understand that but that that mitt was not uh i don't know it it, it wasn't close to white i guess I, i just you're right it's gimmicky it's it it just took some time out of the game. I I don't know what the what the point of that was. Maybe the pirates are just have adverse reactions to pitchers with the name with with their name being Gio. I don't know. Um, it's <laughs> that could be it. I'm I'm just trying to like grasp at straws to figure out why they why they did that. But um, all got settled, I guess, for that.
0: And, yeah, uh, the- it's just not something you see every day. Yeah, made for, made for some good jokes on the White Sox Twitter. So I just wanted to bring that up. That was the only fun stuff section I had here tonight. So um, let's move on. News that will affect our next game preview here. Um, it was uh, Ricky Renteria said today that Dallas Keiko will miss his Saturday start. Um, he's still dealing with a little bit of lower back stiffness. So um, at one point from that that Steve um, pointed out in our Sox Tap group chat today, he said um, that'll you know set him up for an uh, early game playoff start um so they were gonna have to shuffle rotation at some point because the track that they were on say it had gone um as planned in in the rotation uh going five like they have been um it would have uh put them off, and they would have been starting in that series just before. So that was going to have to happen at some point, but that's the news. It's official. Keuchel will be pushed back. He's not making a Saturday start. Um, Giolito is scheduled for Friday, and then uh, both Saturday and Sunday are to be determined. And Scott Greger on Twitter said uh, it's possible... Reynaldo Lopez returns from Schaumburg and starts for the White Sox this weekend. So um, that was from Ricky Renteria as well. So, yeah, no one likes to see that. But at the same time, that's just the news. We're here to deliver it. Um, We'll give a reaction to that, too, uh, if that happens, if Reynaldo Lopez does come up. Um, So let's get to the next game. It will be Friday night. Once again, the White Sox have an off day on Thursday, September 10th. So this is Friday, September 11th, back on the south side. The boys are back in town, Tony. Um, we would be blasting that as we drove uh, into Lot B. If we could be at the game, unfortunately, we can't. Um, so we'll just be blasting it from our own personal speakers. So um, that'll be Lucas Giolito, no starter uh, given yet for the Tigers. Giolito, 4 and 3 2 ERA, 75 strikeouts, and 52-2 and innings on the season. Uh, he went 6 giving up five hits, three earned runs, no walks, nine strikeouts on Saturday against Kansas City Royals. That was his last time out. So um, looking ahead to uh, this game, this series, there's um, thoughts, keys, uh, anything like that. And you can, uh, at the end, give me a pick to click for this one.
1: Yeah, Johnny, um, uh, just uh, touching back a little bit uh, with uh, Keiko missing that start and right now the Lopez potentially returning from Schaumburg. Obviously, uh, you like to see Lucas Giolito on the mound against the Detroit Tigers. Uh, it's probably going to be the last easy start of the year for Lucas Giolito when it comes to an opponent. Um, so just continue to pour it on if you're Lucas. Uh, use this one as a little bit of a tune-up. Uh, don't, don't take it. Uh, Don't take it for granted, but uh, this should be a very winnable game for the White Sox. We need to continue to pour on these wins um, as much as we can. The the end of the season stretch is going to be a grind. Um, Have fun with this one. Uh, Just this series overall, um, I'm just looking for two out of three. Uh, That's all I'm really looking for. If we can get the sweep, we get the sweep, but I'm looking for two out of three. Um, Speaking on the Reynaldo Lopez subject, though, uh, if there is a – Last start of the year for Reynaldo Lopez, I'd be happy that it came against uh, the Detroit Tigers instead of the Minnesota Twins or someone of that ilk. Uh, so we'll we'll deal with that as it uh, as the uh, information comes to us. But uh, I think this is again a very winnable series. The Sox have fared very well against Detroit. Um, we're back home. The boys are back in town, like you said. And, man, you just made me really, really upset that we're uh, we're not going to be there this weekend because I think that uh, it would be a, a, just a nice time to be pulling into Lot B, Johnny, and welcoming home a first-place White Sox team. That's something that we have not been able to do. We have not been able to drink beers together in the stadium watching a first-place baseball team in, I don't know, the history of, of what On Tap is or any of this. It's just – Uh, it's not been something that uh, we've had the opportunity to do, but nonetheless, uh, we'll be cheering them on from from wherever we are. Uh, Just continue to do what you're doing here. I I think that that's all the White Sox have to do in order to win this series, is just continue to do what you're doing. They're putting up plenty of runs. The pitching's been good enough to get the job done, especially when Lucas Giolito, Dallas Keuchel, Dane Dunning have been on the mound. Um, The bullpen has for the most part held it together. And uh, I think this is like I said, a very, very winnable series. And uh, if you can get a little help, you can set yourself up to get a, a hopefully like two game lead by the time that this, uh,
0: this series is over with Detroit, when you're uh, about to take on Minnesota, any thoughts from you? So uh, my keys this um, Thursday, before the series starts against the Tigers will be the last off day that the white Sox have of the regular season. So, Um, with that in mind and how they saved the bullpen a bit tonight by using Gonzalez and then C-Sheck just won. um, I would like Lucas Giolito to go seven to a complete game in that range. Um, I think seven should be the baseline. Um, The expectation, I believe, yeah, was it six last time out, and then he started to get hit a little bit, and Ricky um, you know, gave him the hook. I understand that, but um, now as we get down here, especially um, like I mentioned, that no off day is crucial because there's four. Four games set against the Twins. I would imagine that you're using the bullpen um, fairly extensively and also with uh to be determined starters on both saturday and sunday um if Fernando Lopez makes one of those, that's probably looking like the most logical option at this time. Obviously not official. You might get but, three innings out of them. Well, yeah, exactly. So that's right where I was going. Took the words out of my mouth. So uh, you're going to have to prepare the bullpen for those days. So that's I would like to see uh, a complete game would be great. Complete games are cool and tough, Tony. But I know that's, you know, in today's day and age, it's very rare feat in baseball. But I think seven should be the baseline and the expectation for Giolito, especially against the Tigers lineup that shouldn't drive out the pitch count all that much. So, um, that's it. That's all I've got there. Um, let's get your pick to click though.
1: Pick to click. It's tough not seeing the lineup and doing these right before the off day. You never know what you're going to get. Uh, but I'm going to go back to Moncada. Um, he's looking great right now. Um, legs look fresh. I know know, it's been a rough year for you on Moncada, but I want to see him start to get hot. And I think he's the type of guy that, uh, when he starts hitting the ball out of the ballpark, they come in some bunches. And I would like to see him just go on a tear, raise that batting average up a little bit and start to look like the MVP-type player that he can be. Um, so I- I'm hoping that this is him turning the corner. And uh, I would like to see one of those, uh, those bat drops that uh, he is so famous for. So I'm going to go Yohan
0: Magata. I love that pick. You know, I am a Yohan Mankata fangirl. I'm a Yaz man. When comes Yazmani Grandal, I'm a Yohan Mankata fangirl. I, I just, you know, that's that's a shtick. That's the ilk. I'm going to stick to it. Uh, I'm not going Mankata, though. You took him. I'm not going to double down while we're on the podcast here. I just realized that um, while we're talking about this, I know he wasn't. Uh, he did score a run in this one, but we have not. You know, we're usually good for a few R roles, a show. We have not said his name once. I don't think so. Luis Robert will be there on Friday night. There it so, is. There I it love is. It. it. We had to get one in there. So yeah, Luis Robert, uh Friday night. That, that's my pick to click. Um I will be listening from the Northwoods of Wisconsin off the grid this weekend. Uh won't be on shows you, Steve Buzz, and possibly Andrew Kinsler, if he's in the mix, um, we'll be covering those. So you won't hear my beautiful voice until uh Monday again when the twins are in doubt. So um that, that's my kind of sign off for the weekend. Let's do shout outs though before we close this down. I don't know if you have one. I definitely do.
1: You've got a shout out, go for it, buddy.
0: Uh, It's White Sox sale. And this is not extremely White Sox related, but obviously he is a uh, a follower, loyal follower, listener of ours here at Sox on Tap. We love him. Uh, He's uh, been shouted out many times, but uh, another one, he always earns it every time he does. And this one is for pointing me in the direction of the new um, Bush Farmers Salute merch. Um I did not see it before he had tagged me in it. Um and there are just some cool corn uh, lace designs uh on t shirts that they have in koozies and whatnot. So uh so shout out to White Sox Sal uh, recognizing that um I love my bush, I love my bush light. Um so he, he kinda pointed me in that direction and I saw those, so I may have to pull the trigger on a shirt just because of Sal. So uh Bush thanks you, Sal. I thank you, Sal, for tuning in, listening and uh always engaging with us. Uh, that's it. That's my shout out. So So is there like is there a prize for the, the winner? That- that shouts out uh or that gets the most shout outs at the end of the year because i feel like sale would win that in the landslide Um, i think you i think you would but like like our picks to click we do them all the time just like shout outs we don't keep track so (laughs) we just don't know we remember we tried to keep track at one point and then when i was gone in wisconsin one time it went off the rails and we couldn't go back and recover all of them so um i think we just (laughs) decided to not do it even start with it
1: well, maybe maybe next year we'll 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 try and do a system like that. I was actually gonna just point out for a second that uh, Sale also tipped me off to uh, Diane Vicieto Homer uh, the other day, and God, I love Diane Vicieto, and the guy looks like he should be take. playing right field for the White Sox right now. Yeah. Um that might be my meatball take of the day, uh, but. Uh, yeah, uh, I've I've I struggled to find uh, shout outs uh, the past week because I've been very inactive on Twitter. I'm going to try and change that. I'm going to try and change that over the next few days. Very inactive on Twitter. I think it's because I've discovered sports betting. And uh, while the game is on, I'm I'm glued to odds and, and live odds right now. And uh, I'm going to take a little break from that and get back to uh, live tweeting these games, Johnny. I think that's yeah. uh, that's what I'm going to try in the next few days. Cause, uh, yeah. The, the luck is running out. Maybe I need to just go hit up uh Tony Twista for some, for some betting advice, or, or maybe I should start listening to our guy, DJ. Uh, if if I'm going to give a shout out, I'll give it to DJ. Uh, he's still running um, with all these baseball picks every day. And if you're not following uh, DJ on Twitter, I'll give you his handle here in a second, but he puts at out C- a bunch W-S- of
0: DJT at C W S D J T is his handle.
1: Yep. And every day uh, you're going to get uh, some of the best odds from him and, 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 and betting picks. So, uh, Go toss the DJ follow. Uh he does some great work over at Ontap Sportsnet. And Johnny, uh, if we're shouting some other stuff out, uh, we've got football coming up. And why don't we uh why don't we plug our guys uh, that cover the bears real quick?
0: Absolutely. So uh like you listen to Socks on Tap, your breakdowns after games, reaction, kind of fan uh, commentary as well. Um, you know, a little bit of emotion motion driven into it. Same thing over on the Bears side. We got all sports covered over at Ontap Sportsnet. That is at bears on tap on twitter go and follow them and they you will get updates during the game analysis commentary jokes memes videos all of that good stuff and then obviously their podcasts um they they will you know do a recap show after each game and i would uh, guess with our guy lucas perfetti leading the charge over there um after pressers come out during the week they would react to some of that stuff as well so you'd probably get about two podcasts a week if i were to guess um from those guys if not uh, at least the uh after game post game podcast so uh that's once again at bears on tap and you can listen to that wherever you listen to podcasts, wherever you find socks on tap, you can find bears on tap, just search it in the bar um, and it will show up. So um, that's our bears guys, Lucas Perfetti, Brandon Suarez and Duke Coughlin are the guys on the show. Um, there are other contributors that write um, as well and they do a great job and you can find their articles at ontapsportsnet.com. So um, that's it. Yeah. Football starting Sunday. going to be fun.
1: Yes, it will, Johnny. And like he said, be sure you're going over there and uh, following those guys um, at Bears on Tap and, and all of their individual accounts as well. Uh, they do some great work uh, for on Tap Sports. Not like Johnny said. I just have to echo it. Uh, I appreciate all the work that those guys do uh, for the site. And uh, they've been growing that show and working very hard. So uh, we appreciate what they do. And uh, we hope
0: you enjoy them as you enjoy us. Yep, absolutely. So um, that ad about does it for the show. Once again, make sure you're going to com for all your Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. Follow us on Twitter at Tap and at UntapSportsNet. If you enjoy this podcast, please give us a five-star rating and review wherever you listen. We would greatly appreciate it. So, Tony, let's close this thing down with three magic words. White Sox forever. White Sox forever.
1: Are you a sports card collector? Are you looking to buy or sell your vintage cards? If so, contact Josh over at Midwest Vintage Cards. With over 25 years of experience in the field, Midwest Vintage Cards will pay you cash for your collection. Check out their eBay store by searching Midwest Vintage Cards or follow them on Instagram at Midwest Vintage Cards. Contact Josh at 847-602-8604 or email him at josh at midwestvintagecards.com to get your quote today.